Hi, it's Rabbi Jimmy Golf. I want to thank you so much for joining me. This is the uh, fourth and last sermon that I delivered uh, over the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur series. And we're going to take a look at the issue of Lador Vador, which in Hebrew means from generation to generation, and how it's playing out or not playing out in our Jewish communities today. One of the greatest things that we can do as a Jewish community is to try to pass on our traditions from generation to generation. And yet, uh, we are struggling to do this today. And we're going to talk about why we need to change some mindsets and think about how we are going to be a community decades from now, as opposed to just months from now. I thank you for joining me. You can always email me at rav as in victor, jim at aol.com, or you can call me at 610-624-3441. When finishing my doctorate, I interviewed synagogue members whose shuls had either closed or when they were in a trajectory towards an end. One reoccurring event that happened was that they closed their religious school and this was the admission that there were not enough children to keep going. I observed that for a community to remain vibrant, the entire community had to be connected and supportive of each other and the death of any one part of the community really expelled the death of the entire community at some point. This week I got a sad surprise. I opened up Haaretz.com to look through the news and I came across a personal connection. It is reported that at the conclusion of services at Nila on Yom Kippur 2009 would be the last day of the operations of Temple Bethel in Lexington, Mississippi. When Nila ended, the gates of Bethel were closing forever. With only four Jews left, it was time to recite Kaddish for a congregation that had survived for over 104 years and had produced some of the most important civic leaders for this little corner of Mississippi. My connection was that I was the monthly rabbi who traveled to Lexington from Jackson from 1997 to 2003 to do services on Sunday evenings. I have to share that we often had attendance above 90%, 11 out of 12. And the physical structure is solid, if not pristine. One notable exception was the, were the wasps, kind of like the stink bugs of Lower Marion. It seemed to be everywhere whenever I visited, though I began to take the wasps as something of a um, metaphor for the uh, area in which this little synagogue existed. I officiated at the only bat mitzvah ever held in Lexington, that of Sarah Cohen. By the way, Sarah made Aliyah this past January, for which I take no direct credit, except I am proud to say that I am one of her rabbis. Like I said, everyone showed up to services in Lexington, regardless of age, because without everyone, the Jewish community was incomplete. Even the Methodist minister who struggled with certain pronunciations of Hebrew words had to be there and the organist, who sometimes could miss a chord or two, or invent new ones, who had played for 50 years, had to be there for services. Everyone 
had to be together for the community to work. And if someone was missing, everyone knew about it. This sense of community, togetherness, and common purpose brings us to our Torah portion, which also wants to include everyone. We'll read from the Torah this morning. You stand here, all of you this day, before God. Your chiefs, judges, men, women, children, those who are not here, even the woodchopper and the water drawer, in order to enter into the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I read this passage, and I feel as if all the verses in the Torah and in our lives combine into this one purpose, that of creating a kahila kedosha, a sacred community. Of all the passages from the Torah, this passage defines our communal purpose. We are charged to fashion the congregation that dedicates itself to embrace, investigate, and discover what it means to live in sacred covenant with God. Unfortunately, we struggle to accomplish the directive in this passage. In our mission statement, and in our community. I recently went to a congregational leadership workshop sponsored by the Jewish Outreach Partnership of Philadelphia. During the breakout sessions, we got onto the topic of generations in our membership. We have this line in our mission statement that we are supposed to work to create Judaism le dorvador from generation to generation. And I admitted to this breakout group that we were struggling to do this as a congregation. Others in the group had solved their Lador Vador conundrum by making their synagogues be either-or types of places. They asserted that either the synagogue had to serve the older membership or serve those uncommitted young people. They could not envision trying to do both. How is their synagogue? How are any of our synagogues living Lador Vador? Or is this this just really just a a nice throwaway idea that we tag on to our synagogue's conscience? The truth is that many who sit in sanctuaries on this Yom Kippur morning are what I call the boomer and beyond generation. Woodstock, moon landings, Nixon, Vietnam defined your generation. Here's a, here are here, here two, 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 two tests. Ready? Question. The answer is, of course, authority. And remember the slogan. Never trust anyone over 30. Today, we're looking to this newest generation who is coming of age and they're not accustomed to the world of the boomers and beyond. They do not join things just to be a member. They connect in ways and through technology that is dynamic and ever-changing. There is nothing static in this generation. Yet perhaps in the ever-changing energetic world, a solid and stable force of a sacred community might be welcomed. We have taken upon ourselves responsibility to include members of this generation at Beth David because they are part of our mission. The challenge for our congregation, the challenge for the entire Jewish community, 
is to be both a place that lends a sense of stability while never allowing that stability to stop creative possibilities. No two generations hold the same exact values and same ideas. Each generation forms what is precious to them. And, all too often, we struggle to share values because the events that forged those values don't repeat themselves. And when the world changes, our synagogues have, more often than not, refused to adjust to the times. There's this great quote by Bachia ben Asher, that he questioned the, he put forth the question, why is a Torah scroll written without vowels? And the answer that he gave is that each generation has the responsibility to come forward and to point the text with their understandings of it. That's a beautiful image that each generation is supposed to have this ability to interpret to some extent what the text is saying to them, what they need for it to say to them in a particular age. Though we have the tendency, once we have gotten to our interpretation in our generation, to become too comfortable with our interpretation, we forget that every generation is responsible for arriving at how they live the words in our scrolls. If each generation has to point at the text then we have to allow for the power of interpretation to exist within our walls, if not flourish. How do we, we we need to be asking ourselves the question, how do we inspire future generations? Have we tilled the soil to prepare for future generations of Beth David so that they can grow into their understandings and their interpretations of Jewish life? In the Talmud, Rosh Hashanah 25b, we find direction. The rabbis wrote, Fortunate is the generation in which the elders listen to the youth. When I read this passage, I wonder how how many of us listen and learn from our youth in our synagogues. More often than not, I don't see elders listening to our youth. Our youth are not put into the position of teaching and speaking. Fortunate it's the generation in which the elders listen to their youth could also be viewed as an interpreta- and interpreted as woe be unto the generation that ignores their youth and takes them for granted. I spent a lot of time reflecting after that JOP Jewish Outreach Partnership meeting and the fact that our mission statement sets forth that we are to have a generation to all a connection to all of our generations. The current strategy of organized Judaism can kind of be summed up as, wait till you have kids, you'll need us. Somehow, I don't think this is Lador Vador at its best. This is supposed to be a primary purpose of Beth David, and yet we don't have a huge presence of our 20-somethings or even our empty nesters in our congregation. We've not actively created and generated space for them in our synagogue. If there are some al-chates to that being for the sin of that we need to recite this year, it needs to be that we have not been true to our mission. We should also add the al-chate for neglecting the next generation of our uh, and responsibility 
to bring them into the community we call sacred. Part of our challenge is that this is a generation that seeks to make a difference, but they don't want to repeat and mimic the differences found in the older generations. They want to forge their own understandings. If we think that the Jewish community will remain the same way it has been for the last two and a half generations, we should not be surprised by the results of a continued contraction, even if there is a substantial Jewish population in our area. When we don't understand the next generation, what can any of us do? This is the challenge for Beth David. And yet, you know, it gives me heart that our tradition knows this challenge. It's taught in one of the oldest commentaries, Sifre. Quote, Little children in Jerusalem were brought to the synagogues in order to be worthy of a reward. Upon becoming 13, a father would bring a son before a sage, and the sage that the sage might encourage him, pray for him, and encourage him to uh, learn and achieve much. Even the youngest of children would not be left behind when families went to the synagogue. The little ones were there in order that they might become accustomed to mitzvot. See Frey to Deuteronomy 31.12 What I gather from this passage is that ancient synagogues understood that the community needed to be together and everyone needed to have a place. That as opposed to viewing services as a performance, they were an experience where the entire community saw itself as teaching by example. It was critical that the synagogue be a place for all people and that people understood it was a place for them regardless of their ages because they were part of the all, all of the community. We can sing Lador Vador, yet this song for it to find its true crescendo, it can only be that when our actions reflect its spirit. While we might struggle to understand the X generation and millennials, welcoming and believing that their inclusion has to be a part of our congregational life is what we're charged to do both by our Torah and our mission as a congregation. Without this group of young adults, without all our congregants, we run two risks. The first is that we don't embody the value of Lador Bador. Second, and this is the more difficult part, we're not being the Beth David we say that we're going to be. Now I shared with you that I was bothered, so I did two things. First, I had the challenging task of presenting to our Chavara group the characteristics of today's young adults. I will share with you that they were intrigued, perplexed, curious and baffled by Gen X and Millennials. When I thought further about this, it hit me that chances are these younger adults are just as, feel the same way with regards to the older generations and don't understand why they are fulfilled by the involvement that they have in their congregational life. The second thing I did was to approach some of the younger people in our congregation and tried to reach out and do some programming. I, I have to tell you, I can't report dramatic success. Though I did have some help, and what I can tell you is that there is interest in this group to investigate what it means to be involved with a synagogue. This is going to take some work, 
I'm looking for either volunteers or people willing to help bring these young adults into contact with our synagogue community. Beth David needs to convey the clear and unambiguous message and needs to demonstrate the actions that say, we want you and we need you if our congregation truly is to be Lador Vador. Now comes the next step. I need members of Beth David. I need you to help in reaching out to make Lador Vador real. Whether it is a formal program or informal connection, I need you to help our congregation reach out to these young adults. We need to be a synagogue community, like those in Jerusalem, where everyone, everyone had a place and a role because the community strove to be the defining experience for its community, for its members, for everything that made that group sacred. This Midrash and Sifrei needs to guide Beth David today. Whether it is our 20-somethings or our preschoolers, we need those missing from our community. This is more than an issue of numbers. One of the things I learned from the tiny Jewish communities of Lexington, Vicksburg, Cleveland, and Greenville, Mississippi, was that the strength and the significance of a community is never reflected solely by its numbers. Real strength emanated from something that we call, well, community. We may have an abundance of members, yet we are a stronger synagogue if we see ourselves as community creators. If people feel that they must get attention at the expense of another generation, we don't have community. We have an assembly of many selves, but no community. Should we feel that helping those who we deem as other is not in our best interest? We're missing the idea. Would that we could sing with Orvador and know that the music was a reflection of our effort to uphold our deepest values. As Sifrei said, the little ones, the little ones, went in order that they might become accustomed to mitzvot. If our congregation has sacred power, its sense of that sacred revolves around the mitzvot we cherish. When our mission reflects one of these values so clearly, it calls upon all all of us to pursue it. The true strength of a congregation will never be found in its numbers, but in the way it touches each other and its wider community. It will be found in the warmth it embodies and the sense of place it extends to all who are included in its covenant. I am making this covenant with you, this oath, not only with you, but with those who are with us here today in the presence of Adonai our God, but also with those who are not with us today. God and Moses saw the community, including those who were with them at that moment, those who came before, and those who would come afterwards. Something that you and I share is that the Torah portion is talking about us. They're talking about us. 
There are those who are not with us today, but will be with us tomorrow. This covenant belongs to them too. It is our mission to find and embrace them, not because of numbers, not because of membership, but because we strive and we seek to be this sacred community that lives Lador Vador, that lives Lador Vador.